Hi, this is Sam Chamberlain, and welcome to Things to Ponder, the sermon podcast from St. Mary's United Church of Christ in Silver Run, Maryland. Follow along with St. Mary's at stmarysucc.org or on Facebook and Instagram. Wishing you peace and good, my friends. It's great to be back at St. Mary's. By my calculations, it's been almost 40 years since I stood here and shared some thoughts. My personal journey of faith started in September of 1958 when Reverend Noss, many of you I'm sure remember Reverend Noss, extended an invitation for me to be baptized at that font. He baptized me into the family and faith of Jesus Christ and into the congregation of St. Mary's. As a congregation, you promised your love, your support, and your care. And in all the years that I was at St. Mary's, I felt that support. You are my community of faith. Today, when I'm here sitting in the pews, I sit in the same pew that I did for the first 18 years of my life. My grandfather always insisted on sitting behind me so that if I started to act up during the service, I could just feel his finger tapping me on the shoulder. This morning, I'd like to share three aspects of my journey of faith. First, listening for God's guidance on our journeys. Second, the need to get out of the boat. And third, the return of the prodigal son. First, listening for God's guidance. In 1 Kings, we find Elijah walking in the wilderness. We find him concluding, as we often do, it's just too much, Lord. Have you ever had comparable days in the wilderness? The Lord speaks to Elijah, go out and stand before me on the top of the mountain. The Lord passes by and sends a furious wind that split the hills and shattered the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. The wind stopped blowing and there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a still small voice. You see, my friends, our instructions are not in furious wind. They're not in an earthquake. They're not in a fire. They're in the soft whisper of a voice. A few years ago, I felt just like Elijah. I was lost and very discouraged about a number of challenges in my life. I decided to take a trip to Barnes & Noble to see if I could find some reading materials that might enlighten me and lift my spirits. Have you ever been somewhere when something seems to demand your attention? When something seems to call out your name? Well, in the spiritual section of that story, there was a book that really reflected my mood. It was titled, Drinking from a dry well. Have you ever heard the expression, 
when the student is ready, the instructor will appear? Well, that's how I felt. Thomas Green, the author of that book, became a spiritual instructor. I couldn't stop reading the book. I completed it in two days. His explanations about the difficulties and consolations of prayer touched me very deeply. I was learning how to drink from a dry well, the dry well of prayer. I purchased all of his books, Opening to Prayer, Weeds Among the Wheat, A Vacation with the Lord, The Friend of the Bridegroom. I was on my own spiritual journey with a good guide. I was so inspired by his writings, I decided to try to communicate with him. I sent a note to Ave Maria Press in Notre Dame, knowing that I'd never get a response from the publisher. I asked for the author's email, his address, and a telephone number. The very next day, the publisher sent me an email, but warned that he may not respond quickly because he was serving as a Jesuit priest in the Philippines. Well, I sent an email, never expecting to hear from the voice that was lighting my path. But within an hour, this Jesuit priest in the Philippines responded. During one of my communications with him, I asked him if there was any place in the United States that could help me with my journey. He asked me if I had ever heard of the Jesuit Center in Warnersville, Pennsylvania. Can you believe it? The Jesuit Center was 90 minutes from my front door in Reading, Pennsylvania. I visited for a weekend retreat. I followed it with two spiritual conferences. I extended my stay from five days to seven days. And finally, in a leap of faith, I enrolled in a 30-day Ignatian retreat with no contact with the outside world. I formed a very close personal relationship with a spiritual director at the center. A visit to a Barnes and Noble bookstore, and the next thing I know, I'm on a 30-day retreat. Yes, I know what you must be thinking. Lee, you just purchased a book. But I believe that God was guiding every step of that journey. And I was finally learning how to listen to that still, small voice. The question is, are you listening? Is God putting something in front of you today? Is he whispering to you? We are all on different journeys. But God's guidance is the soft whisper of daily events. Like Elijah, we get discouraged, but God speaks to us in scriptures and with spiritual guides. Judy and I recently had an opportunity to spend a Sunday afternoon at the Jesuit Center. We were both inspired by the memories that flowed so beautifully on a Sunday afternoon. It was holy space. The key is, take some time to quiet your mind. 
Listen for the still, soft whisper. Take some time to take a vacation with the Lord. Second, the need to get out of the boat. St. Peter has been an important guide on my journey. I relate to his personality, his flaws, and his weaknesses. I make similar mistakes. One of the most important instructions he provided was the night on the lake. Matthew chapter 14. Jesus came to the disciples walking on water. When they saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they were filled with fear. Jesus spoke to them at once. Courage, he said. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter spoke up. Lord, if it is really you, order me to come out on the water to you. Come, answered Jesus. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water to Jesus. But when he noticed the wind, he was afraid and started to sink down in the water. Save me, Lord. At once, Jesus reached out and grabbed hold of him and said, What little faith you have. Why did you doubt? My fellow travelers, are you still in the boat? Do you believe enough to walk on the water? O ye of little faith, on your journey you will need to step out in faith. You will need to let trust and gratitude have a chance. Every time I take a little step, I catch a glimpse of the one who saves me. After 62 years, I'm still learning how to float in turbulent waters. But I've learned he never lets me sink too deep. He always throws a lifeline when I least expect it. When is the last time you pushed yourself and jumped out of the boat? Our companion, St. Peter, provided additional guidance for our journeys. In the epistle reading shared by Bonnie, he instructs us to do our best to add goodness to our faith. To our goodness, add knowledge. To our knowledge, add self-control. To our self-control, add endurance. To our endurance, add godliness. To our godliness, add Christian affection. And to our Christian affection, add love. These instructions create a significant daily challenge. They become a way of life, goodness, knowledge, self-control, endurance, godliness, Christian affection, and love. Finally, the return of the prodigal son. We can learn a lot from the journey of the prodigal son. Of all the stories in the Bible, the prodigal son has provided important enlightenment when I'm lost in a foreign land. When you have an opportunity to study Rembrandt's picture of the prodigal son, you can begin to identify with the characters that are making their own individual journeys. Are you the younger son trying to find your place in a changing world? Are you the elder son who has remained faithful to his daily responsibilities?
Are you at times resentful of the way you are treated when you carry a disproportional share of the load? Or are you the loving father providing unconditional love with an accepting embrace? Each character provides insights for our journey. And I'm fairly certain we have all performed all three roles of these characters. Rembrandt's picture is a beautiful picture of our father's welcoming arms. The heart of the father burns with an immense desire to bring his beloved children home. Here is the God that I believe in, a father who from my birth and baptism has stretched out his arms in merciful blessings, always waiting patiently for his lost son, never letting his arms drop down in despair, but always hoping that we will return so that he can share words of love and wisdom. In the summer of 2019, I was distracted by many detours. You might say I lost my, bat, I lost my map, I lost my way for the balance of my life. I prayed about what to do with the final chapters, the verses yet unwritten. I prayed to God for a sense of direction. A few weeks later, I visited my Uncle Harvey's grave to place flowers in our cemetery over on the hill. I thought I would drive by his farm and take a path down memory lane. The good old days in the hayfield, milking the cows, cleaning the stalls. Many of you knew my Aunt Marie and Uncle Harvey. They had a beautiful home at the edge of town. But when I drove by that day, all that remained was a pile of debris. The previous structure was gone. I was crushed. An important part of my family history was gone without a trace. I decided to visit the Klein homestead on the way to Hanover. I guess I wanted to make sure it also wasn't demolished to make way for new developments. Many of you visited with my Uncle Evan, commonly referred to as Sonny, and Aunt Millie at the Klein farm. The property currently includes the quilt patch. As I drove down Shepherd Road, I was struck by a bolt of lightning. Or maybe it was a still, small voice whispering an answer to countless prayers. The Klein Homestead, a property in my family for five generations, was for sale. I spent summers in the creek. I worked in the big woods with my Uncle Evan, cutting wood. It was home, the place where I always felt safe, where I always felt loved, where I always had a sense of direction. I called my Uncle Ray to discuss the restoration of the Civil War home. The prodigal son had returned home from a foreign land. It brought me back to St. Mary's and all of your friendships and all of your support. It shared an opportunity to create a loving relationship with a girl from Littlestown. 
Judy, my beautiful partner. On our journeys, we can always return to the Father's welcoming arms. We are always his beloved sons and daughters. My fellow travelers, we are on a journey of faith. God is giving us guidance if we just listen for that still small voice. Like Peter, we need to get out of the boat. We will on occasion need to take leaps of faith to jump into unknown waters. Like the prodigal son, we can always return to the loving arms of our Heavenly Father. Are you listening? Will you get out of the boat? Will you return home? Amen.